Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey guys, we're glad you're joining us again today. It's always a treat for us to know that you guys are stopping by to take a listen and we look forward to hanging out with you guys. You know, today's going to be an amazing day. We got some great content uh, and some encouragement for folks. Before we do, we just want to say a big thank you to every one of you that um, rate this podcast with a five star and you are commenting on it and you're sharing these yeah. lessons with, yep. with family and friends. Thanks for helping us out, spread the word. We love the growing community that people uh, are joining and listening with us. Yep, it's pretty cool. So today we're going to talk about seven truths that you must believe. So I just want to uh, paint this picture right off the bat. <clears throat> Imagine for a second that your mind is a garden. And so seeds a lot of times can just float in the wind mm. or be dropped by birds or scattered in that garden um, by a number of different things. Yeah. And as the gardener, you're actually really responsible for what grows there. So you're responsible for what's growing in your brain. Yep, yep. And some of us need a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what today is going to be. So <laughs> I just need a good chiropractic adjustment. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, our minds, um, they are a garden, and what we place into them actually determines um, what we become. That's true. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. he. So the reality is, and I want you to realize this today, that you have the power to water the good seeds, the good thoughts, to cultivate the good seeds, the good thoughts, the right thoughts, and pull out the ones that don't need to be there. So true. Because if you don't, if you don't cultivate your mind, and a lot of people have fallen into this um, this trap that they just think, I don't have any control over what happens in my mind. I just, yeah. I'm going to think about what I want to think. And that's not... Or Yeah. They, I think almost it's also like a habit. You just kind of get in the habit of allowing your mind to wander wherever it wants to wander and not really taking captive and control of where your thoughts are going and purposing in your mind to think on... What's true? What's good? What's right? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Because what's... my mind was wandering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Honey. If I could reach, I would tap you lovingly on the forehead. Well, uh, read what the Bible says here. Let me read it. Romans 12:2 says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will." So. If, if you don't want to conform to this world's way of thinking, you're going to have to be transformed. And where does that transformation happen? Yeah. In your mind. Yep. You know, there was a great book that Joyce Meyer came out with years ago called Battlefield of the Mind. And it's like a battle. It sure is. So today we're going to give you seven truths that you have to, um, that I would encourage you that, that you really should, should believe in. And my encouragement to you is to listen to these seven, wrap your heart around them, and start internalizing them. And so maybe for you, uh, the the challenge would be that you take one of these truths every single day for the next seven days, 
and you just, you meditate on it. You get it deep down in the inside of you. Others of you may want to go a little bit slower and you just do one truth once a week for the next seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you'll embrace these truths today, you're going to see noticeable, massive difference in your life. And I think that your friends, your family, the people that love you, that you maybe work with, they're going to see the difference in you as, as well. That's good. Let's talk about them. Okay. Here's the first one, okay? And I'm again, I'm going to ask you to cultivate these. And that is to begin to believe that I am in God's story. That's the first one. Believe that I'm in God's story. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares wait, the wait, Lord. Wait, God says, I know them. Like he's got it on the inside of him. He like he's been them. thinking about them. And his plans are to prosper you, not to harm you. His plans are to give you a hope and a future. So the the story of who you are is a part of God's larger story. Yeah. And I feel like it's also fair to say the struggle that you're facing or the hardships that life brings doesn't mean you're not in God's will for your life. That's also a part of your story, something that he wants to take that may be very difficult for you or maybe painful or maybe hurtful. And if you'll allow him to shape and to mold your thoughts and your heart and the way you look at your life and the way it's played out, the situations that you find yourself in or that are a part of your past, like all of that is a part of God's, of your story being written. And the Lord will rewrite the hard things and use them to glorify Him, to be an encouragement to someone else, to make you stronger as you go through it, to grow your faith, all those things. You know, honestly, I don't want to follow a leader that doesn't have a limp. I don't want to follow a leader that doesn't have some cuts and scrapes and scars because it just means that they've never stepped out. They've never tried. They've never really uh, endeavored to to live the life that God's always intended. Because whenever you do that, you're going to stumble. You're You're going to fall. fall. But the reality is, is that who you are, you are a part of God's story. So true. Um, And ultimately, the story is not even about you. Yeah. The story is not about me. The story is not about any one of us, it's all it's always has been and always will be always about about the Lord. And the amazing part about our God is that He has invited all of us to be a part of His amazing grace and a part of God's story. Think about that. We mm-hmm. we get to be a part of, of what He wants to write. Yeah. It's all about Him. We I'll put it like this. It we're we're just lucky enough to have a seat at the table. Yeah. And, ju- and just realize that, you, so again, it, this is a powerful thought that you need to wrap your brain around. God mm-hmm. says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for mm-hmm. you. I, I want to prosper you. I want to advance you. Mm-hmm. And you are a part of the story that God is, is writing. Yep. It's beautiful. It's, it's bigger than you. It's incredible. Yeah. Just going to add this. I feel like a part of what as we learn to recognize that as believers and really live it out and, and perceive our life, the good and the bad, as um, being written by the Lord and Him using the bad, the hard, all of that, like we're also allowing our testimony to bring hope to other people. Like I feel like part of what we do as believers is we're bringing, like God calls us to bring heaven down to earth. Like as it is in heaven, Lord, let it be here. And that's really hard to do because life is really like sucks sometimes. It's like really hard, really difficult. People face things that 
are unexplainable. You can't comprehend suffering and pain. But when we allow the Lord to um, renew our minds and we know, God, my story, however scattered and difficult it might be, Lord, I'm going to I'm going to find you in the middle of it. I'm going to find the purpose. I'm going to use this for your glory. Mm-hmm. The impact that it makes here on earth is really powerful too. I love that. I mean, that's so important that we understand that, that, that we are in God's story, that I'm not just writing my own adventure and mm-hmm. my own thing, that God's plan for me is greater than anything that I could have ever. Yeah. I always have said it like this. It's time that we put the pen down and stop writing our own story and let God begin to write. Yeah story he's yeah, always intended to write Lord, for us yeah. because he knows you he created you yep. he, he knows exactly how, how you're wired and what what you're supposed to do and when you allow god to write the story it's massive beautiful. things happen here's number two it's this thought that you have to believe you've got to buy into and that's this that i am fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. yeah that's the truth because everything about culture tells you that you're not everything that the world says repeatedly says you're not enough, but the Lord says you're fearfully, wonderfully made in my image. It, like Read that verse there, hon. Yeah. It says in Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are yeah. they're, great. They're great. Uh, so let me say it like this. You're not the maker. You're made. Yeah. God isn't created in your image. You've been created in Mm -hmm. his image. Mm -hmm. And God decided that he wanted you in his universe. So he imagined and fashioned you. So every person that's listening to me, you need to realize you're not an accident. Yeah. You're not incidental. You are divinely crafted of the Lord. And you need to begin to believe that you are what God says that you are. You are unique. You are special. You are valuable. Yeah. There are gifts on the inside of you that He's not given to anybody else. You see things in ways that nobody else sees. Mm-hmm. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. You're not an accident. That's true. And when you begin to believe that, that, wow, I am not an accident, that God yeah. really put me here for, yeah. for, for a purpose. And, and for I all think this? the way I th- think, and I'm gifted in these ways that you think they're not even a gift. It's just like who I am. But that's the beauty of it. It It is a gift. It's like the way you're made is beautiful. You said something earlier that's really, really powerful, that we live in a a comparison culture right now. Yeah. That everywhere you go, whether you look on social media or in any kind of media, um, there's this constant comparing and you compare yourself to somebody else. And so then you just start thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I must not be that great because I don't have those things and I don't yeah. maybe look like them or I don't have what they have. Let's just be honest though. Everything that all of you listening see and that we see, like everything has a filter on it that's a fake lens. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone sees the highlights of the best part of someone's week or vacation or life that they share like that they want you to see, you're not seeing the real thing. And even when you see a picture of someone, like I feel like more than 50% of the people put a filter so you don't see the wrinkles and you don't see their flaws. It's like not even real. So don't get caught in a trap that you're comparing 
because the Lord says you're you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're perfectly made in the way that he wanted you to be made. And I feel like sometimes insulting yourself is like insulting the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I made you, like I, I formed you. Can you imagine like looking up if I'm like the pot and he's the potter and I'm like, why did you put my handle on this side? I wanted it over here. The spout's too narrow. It needs to be bigger. Like, come on. He made you. And he says, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. So whatever whatever lie the enemy is telling you, whatever comparison um, you may be putting yourself up against, just remember that truth today, that what God says is the ultimate truth. What people say doesn't matter. Listen to what the Lord says. Yeah, but I do got to say that when a baby is first born, they're beautiful. They, they got they, there's a, like a little cone head or something going on there. Stop. <laughs> They're beautiful. I think most all babies look the same. That's just a guy statement. Those mamas don't. We know them. They look beautiful. I'm not saying they don't look beautiful, but I am saying that you think they, they look the same. They all look the they not look, to me, babe. Yeah. Well, here's the third one, and that's, that's this. <laughs> <laughs> You need to cultivate this thought in your mind. Number three, that my life has purpose. 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 Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Mm-hmm. I love Man. that verse. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the reality that before there ever was a you, mm-hmm. there was a do. Ooh. So God didn't just make you and then think, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah. No, it was very much on purpose. He made a do first. Yeah. And then he made a you. And let me say it like this, your life will never make sense until you are until you are fulfilling the purpose that God has always intended for your life. Yeah. That's why purpose is such a big thing to us around here because so many people, they walk through life just thinking, I don't have purpose. I think my life yeah, is like, go to work, the pay the bills, go to sleep. What am I doing? Like you were born when for a reason. When you begin to touch your purpose, you start touching gold. When you start touching your purpose, all of a sudden that's when life becomes exciting. And you're like thinking, man, I can't wait to wake up the next day to take on the new day because I've got so many things that I have the opportunity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to make an impact because it completes who you are. Mm-hmm. Because it's who God created you to, to be. You're designed you to be. were born for a noble reason. You were born on purpose for a purpose. He called you to live a life that matters. And, and matters eternally. Can we just say that? Mm-hmm. Like perspective here. And that's what matters is, yeah. to, is to live a life that mm-hmm. makes it that makes a difference. To live a life that lives on that's beyond true. How, how beyond your life. Uh let me say it like this: random things are random. Evolved things are void of specific meaning, but created things Mm. have purpose. That's good. And only the creator knows the purpose. Yeah. We got to get to know the creator to know. The creation has to get reconnected with the creator. And when the creation gets reconnected with the creator, ooh, I mean, that that Yeah, then you know, what am I here for, Lord? So good and so true. Okay, can I just... I just got so much in me on this one here. I just, I love this one because here's the real, there's only one, one you, there's only one, only you are the original one and only you. You're not just one in a million. You are one in 8 billion. Yeah. And God saw it so fit to put you here 
that he didn't just put you randomly. He made you, and you need to get this in your mind. You need to cultivate this Mm -hmm. so that you don't just go through life uh, randomly, so Mm -hmm. that you don't just go through life and waste this one precious moment of life that you have. Yep. You are an answer to somebody's prayer right now. There's somebody in the world that's praying. And your life or your experience, your who you are, like brings an answer, brings hope to them, brings life to them because of you being who you are, like you being here. God, it blows my mind to think like God foresaw thousands of years, millions of years before we were even here and thought like right now in 2022, I'm going to put Tatum and Chris in McKinney, Texas, and fill your name and your city in the blank. He knew like this is the time, like truly, like Esther said, for such a time as this, like God has called me and put me. He knew this is when you needed to be like, why why didn't he make us born in the 1400s or like in a hundred years from now? Like, no, it's right now. There's there's reason, there's meaning, there's purpose, and you being alive in this day and age, and we got to get to figuring it out. If you don't know, we got to get to know the maker of heaven and earth so you can fulfill we that We have purpose. a process here at Life Fellowship called the Growth Track that we help people go through spirit, a spiritual gifting test so you get to kind of know who you are. Yeah. We even go through it in our staff. We do strength finders. Yeah, um, just f- we- if you don't know what your strengths are, what you're good at, you're like... For so many years, I thought about myself like, I'm not really great at anything. Like, how can I? I don't want to stand in front of people and teach. Like, I love kids and babies, but I mean, come on, like, where do I fit? How does it happen? And I think as I begin to grow and learn more about who I was and how that fits within within a church, within a community, within a team, all those things, it really empowers you, gives you like something to work with when you can see it, when you when you can put like words to it and define it. So if you've never done that, taken a strength finders test or a gift assessment test or something like that, this is there's a perfect opportunity. We're you'll just gonna encourage you to do it. Do. Just do it. You'll just you'll never know until you do. And so step out. Here's the fourth uh principle, the fourth belief that I I need to be embedded in your heart, and that's this the cross has the final word. Mm. Second Corinthians, 5, and I almost 17. wanted to start singing the song. I know I did too, so I just said it. Mm. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. And the cross. We all want to shout it out. Word. I like that song. Second no. Corinthians, chapter five, verse seventeen. Yeah, it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come; the old has gone, and the new is here." Listen, everybody, like please listen to this. Uh, as a pastor, I want to tell you, the work Jesus did on the cross—that's what defines your life. That's what gives you victory over death. As a Christ follower, you are a brand new creation. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. You are not unwanted. You are not unlovely. You are not un. Uh, you are not worthless. You are actually wanted by God. That's so true. I feel like I feel like for so many of you, I, I can remember like uh, growing up and being young in my faith, and almost being like taunted by the enemy that. Um, that I felt like not enough, like not wanted, whatever, those thoughts and just having to remind myself and almost retrain like the way that what we're talking about today, like what do I believe is that you are forgiven, like you're 
no one, the Lord doesn't like hang your past over you. The Bible says that your sins are as far as the East is from the West, that... All, listen, it's like this, your, your sins past, present, and everything that you'll ever do yeah. has already been taken care of yeah. by yeah. Christ on the cross. That way, when we get to heaven, no person can boast and go, oh, check how good I am, and I'm the one that actually got myself there. Yes. But so you struggled what, with that. Yeah, when you whatever were a kid. the enemy tells you, like about about who you are, what lies you believed, or what you've done, um, is a it it is what we know him to be. He's a father of lies. He's just lying. So just remember, like the Lord says, like everything, like the cross is enough. His blood is enough to cover your sin, to cover your past to cover your future. He knows that you're still going to miss it. He knows you're still in a human flesh. You're a sinner. Like by nature, we are all sinners. And he says like, my blood's enough. Just come to me, confess your sin and I'll forgive you. Yeah. You're, you're wanted by God. You're made in, in the image of God. And the only reason why, why you're worthy of Christ's love is because he's chosen to place that on you. And that's that's called the agape love. We don't understand it. Why would God ever care about care about me? I don't know, but He does. He yeah. loves us. Yeah. With a, with a never ending love. So don't let don't you dare let anyone or don't you even let yourself try to convince you of anything other uh, than the reality that you, the cross has the final word. Not you. Not your past. Not not your future. It's yeah. it's Jesus. You're born into a new family. You're you're woven into uh, new designs and new purpose. Yeah, yeah. Your, your guilt is gone. Hey, everybody! I need you to believe it today. You are free. Amen. So start acting like. Hey, that. I want to add one thing that always helped me with determining like what thoughts I was having in my mind, and even still to this day, I think of pretty often. If you have like a um a thought about yourself that feels like negative and you're wondering like, is this the enemy trying to make me think this or is this like the Holy Spirit trying to help me fix this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I once heard, I think Chris, actually it was your dad, probably when I was like in high school, he was, Chris's dad was my pastor before we were married. And he said like, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit, but condemnation comes from the devil, the Satan, right? So when you feel condemned and it makes you want to like run from God because you feel blame and shame, you can know that's the devil. He's wanting to push you away from God. When the Holy Spirit is convicting you, that means he's drawing you to him. Come to me. Like, I want to help you. I'm here to forgive you. Come and ask me. Come and talk with me. Be with me. Don't hide. Don't run. That's the difference. And sometimes I know for me, I would I would like get confused. Like, is this... Is this the devil? Is this the Lord? I don't know. Like, how do I feel? That that just is a simple way of helping. Like, if you feel condemned, like not enough, made fun of, pushed away, that that's not the Lord. No, because because his because cross, the cross has, has the, the final yeah, word. Yeah, it fits so perfectly. Number yeah. five, I serve at the pleasure of the King. Ooh, you like that? Yeah, I do. First Peter chapter two verse nine says, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation." God's special possession that he may declare uh, that that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into, into his, his wonderful light. Yes, love it. See, the work of Jesus transforms your work. And so you, you you don't just merely work at a job, you serve Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. So I want you I want you to think about that because 
this almost could be a brand new vision statement that every one of us could rally around. One that you can remind yourself of, of every day, and it's this, that I am dispatched by the Holy Spirit on kingdom assignments to be light in a darkened world so that others can see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a chosen people. Uh, I have been called by God, and I serve him at his pleasure. Yep. I love that. And I think that we just need to uh, adopt that mindset into our hearts all the time. Yeah. Like everything that I do. Yep. I do, I, it, I do it as like... I do for the glory of God. When I, I work, just... I work as under the Lord. When I serve, when I, when I smile, when I... Whatever I do. Yeah. Wherever I go, whatever your job is, whatever your day is filled with, like you're doing it as a service unto God because we're representing Him. Like we're His children here on earth, pointing our pointing everyone to Him. Like the way that we live, the way that we speak, the way that we help, the way that we talk, like we're doing it to give glory and honor his to pleasure. Him. It's not like, oh my goodness. I gotta preach I have today. Have to be nice. <laughs> oh my goodness! You want me to pray for you? Oh my goodness! I'm at you know some restaurant. You want me to go talk to them about you, Lord? Yeah. Oh, no, Let's I serve help at his us, pleasure. Lord, not be like that. Yeah, no, we want to like. No, we get to. We get to. Our faith gets to join with someone else's, and we get to believe and trust and take this thing to the Lord and pray for one another. It's awesome. It's a privilege. Yeah. See, the work of Jesus transforms your work. Mm. And that gives you that opportunity now when, as, as the Lord to is have some purpose, right? In what you're doing, mm-hmm. coming back to that. Number six. Jesus is Lord and Jesus is my Lord. So your God is stronger than anything. He is higher than anything. And he is worthy of all of our praise. See, your God is the great king. His kingdom is forever. His plans are... the. There is no limit to what he is able to do. Nothing. And that God, the God that created the heavens and the universe, the God that he, he won't see t- tomorrow, tomorrow we'll see God. Yeah. That God doesn't live in the universe, the universe lives in him. Uh, the God that has never had an idea. Do you know that? God's never had an idea. Because that means he wouldn't have known it before. Because if, 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 if he would have had an idea, that means that he wouldn't have previously known no one knows. You know that God <laughs> he knows all things. God has never been surprised. It's hmm. true. Never once in, in heaven is, you know, Jesus been sitting next to the Father and the Father goes, Oh. I didn't know they were gonna do that. That just occurred to me, Jesus. <laughs> um that's never happened. That's crazy to think about because our human minds just can't comprehend. Like, you think about not this having God, so our minds can comprehend living from like this moment and, and never dying. Well, sort of. That's kind of hard to imagine. Like, but we can but... just. If, but our minds go tilt when you think that you've never started. Yeah. There, like your mind there was goes. No beginning. Like like, how? like what? Do like, that. Do that again with your tongue. Come on. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Your your mind. Your mind just went tilt when I did that. I would blew <laughs> your mind that I can do that. I was thinking it's probably loud for people okay. to listen. Anyway. So do it again, huh? I was just wondering. <laughs> but your God is so great. Like he made the the world with his with his words. He created it with his words. Mm-hmm. He just had a thought. He didn't it. have a thought. Boom. Remember, he didn't have a thought. Yeah, but he spoke it. Yeah, but he spoke <laughs> it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's amazing, and he's not just so, like no. God has Lord. thoughts. He's, God has thoughts, but he's just never had like an idea. An idea. Something That's that he's never known, it. not known before. Yeah. Oh, I, I just thought about this. <laughs> no, he he knows everything. 
And what's so cool, and I've said this many times, is that the person that knows everything about everything, as a believer, he's living on the inside of you, and he's dedicated himself to be your teacher. Yes, he has. Amazing. But Jesus is Lord, so he's over everything. And then the cool part about that is that he's not just this massive, powerful, amazing God. Um, he's also your Lord. He's and, personal. And that one, he, he, he doesn't just like you. Yeah. He loves you. He is in love yep. with you. And he's not going anywhere. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amazing. You know, he said that I will hold your hand. Mm -hmm. I will always be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Mm -hmm. No man should I'll be able to snap, you. snatch you out of my yeah. hands all the days of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's our God. Amazing. Here's the number seven, and that's this. My God, this is the seventh um, belief. Truth. Yeah, truth, belief that I, I need you to buy into. My God turns evil into good. Praise God for that. It says in Romans 8, 28, it, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. So life doesn't always work as you hope. It doesn't always do that. <laughs> Mostly it doesn't. <laughs> we are living on a broken planet. We're living in a, uh, a sin-broke world. But not one single circumstance can stop our great God from turning what seemed like a horrible situation yeah. and he turned it around for the good. Yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, and sometimes that you have to like believe and say that in faith because you don't see it yet and that's okay. I think if you're living in a, in a situation right now that is so unbelievably hard, you have so much loss and there's so much brokenness and so much pain that you're saying like, okay, I hear you, but I, I like... How and I don't even see it, and I don't know when and how. Like I can't even imagine how this anything good could come from this. Can you just take that verse in Romans eight twenty eight and in faith you begin praying it out? In faith you begin repeating it to yourself because you know the word of God is true. He's not a man that he should lie. His promises are yes and amen. They're promises to you, not not just a, a statement, but a promise for you. So somehow you will look back on this state that you're in right now and one day be able to see something good that God brings from it. Because you know, so, so, yeah, some people are always looking true. for the negative and then there's others that are always looking for the positive. They're looking for opportunities. You know, uh, and God is the, a God of, of great opportunities. I've, I've said it before that God has a hard time helping people that have a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Because he is the God of abundance. So he's able to turn things that are bad into good. I think about what we went through in COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole world seemed like it fell apart. But, you know, I, I think about how God has enabled us as a church to take what seemed like, man, everything was shutting down and everything, and we we doubled down on things. And we just said, no, we're going to believe that this is going to be turned around for the good. When everything was shutting, when everything was 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 seemed to be down, stopping like when everything yeah. when there was absolute fear about what the future was remember uh, September 2020 uh, 2020 that's when I stood up and I said we're moving forward we're going to build this building back here I mean we just had like 400 people showing up to services at that time because you know there was so much um the world confusion was in there's yeah. so much confusion going on we said we're going to move forward and what happened was is that it released um 
this spirit of faith in our people. And all of a sudden, the people began to give. And we had this amazing miracle that we had $800,000 come in uh, that December to build the building. And then the next year, uh, well, actually, just a couple months after that, then the Lord opened the door that we we got into 109 correctional facilities. Yes. 33,000 people. Unbelievable. Every single week. That may not have happened had we not been in 2020 in the middle of COVID. Like those... We- we were able to raise the finances yeah. that we needed. All the finances came in. And then on top of that, we, we saw another couple that came and they gave a $2.5 million offering. And I'm just, I, I think in every situation that you come up against, mm-hmm. instead of just saying, well, it's just how it's going to be and it's just going to be bad. No, no, no. Side with God, believe with God, and realize that the Bible says that God turns, he can turn all things, no matter how bad it looks, yeah. for the good. I've seen people that they've lost lost uh, children, and as devastating as that is, yeah. they take that pain, they take that, they turn it around, and they turn it into something that they are impacting the lives yeah, of, of other families, countless who knows how many other people, mm-hmm. and they're utilizing that. I think that there there's God never wastes your pain. Yeah, that's a good reminder. And the the reality is is that God doesn't cause that kind of death. He doesn't put cancer on people to teach them lessons. It's the devil. Yeah. Yeah, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. Yeah. But God will take all of that. If you'll allow him, if you'll if you'll trust him, he can take all of that and and use it for his good, for your good. I've seen uh teenagers uh, throughout all these years of us doing uh, student ministry, where it just seemed like, my goodness, it doesn't get any worse for them. I mean, so messed up. And I've watched them hit the bottom so hard. And what looks like, it's just, it's it's a lost cause. That's what everyone says. It's a, it's a lost cause. Yeah. And then God swoops in, completely changes their life yeah, around, yeah. and now is using them in amazing ways, incredible platforms. God's able to take all things and turn it around for the good. And so when, if you're listening to me today and maybe you have a, a, a loved one or a spouse or a child or you're going through a situation that just seems like, how, how can this ever turn around? Mm-hmm. Don't give up hope. Mm-hmm. Don't stop believing. You keep putting your trust and your hope and your confidence in God because you watch this. Yeah. There is a silver lining in this. Amen. God is teaching you something. He's growing your character in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the difficulty. And on the other side of it, mm-hmm. you're going to watch that there's going to be a miracle that you're going to think, "Wow, oh my goodness. Yeah. And what happens is, is if you go through those enough, you'll finally come to the place of maturity that you'll start believing this truth. Yeah. That's this. God always does the right thing. He always does the right thing. And so we're just going to trust him in every one of those instances And so today, if you'll just adopt these seven truths and place them in your heart, whether you do it over the next seven days or the next seven weeks or the next seven hours. (laughs) (laughs) Jump into action. Yeah, let's make it happen, everybody. So hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. We want you to know we love you. We pray for you. And we're so excited for how God is growing and maturing you and turning you into a incredible Christ follower that's making a difference in this world. We love you, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye.